And now, you're welcome to the OMN NBA podcast. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way down to Inside, Tatum spins. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Women NBA podcast. Of course, as usual, my name is Derek. Uh, today, I have two people in the house on my screen. I can see J and M, which literally means you're my hammer, but that's not why we're here. Uh, I have Jeff. Your joke in the corny as hell. Yeah. J what? Your joke was corny as hell, but it is what it is. I mean, I mean, that's that's the point. Or you could say Jamaica Green, JM, you know. It's it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have Jeff. It's been a while I had Jeff on this on this point. Jeff, what's what's happening? What's been your injury reports? Uh, you know, been out. Uh, LCL sprain. My <laughs> Charlie, is it LCL? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still still getting there. I know it's been a minute, but you know, we get in there. I'll be back for the for the for the conference final. So it's lit. <laughs> Marcus, on the other hand, hasn't been on this port since what the finals last season. So yeah, yeah it's, it's been it's a while. Marcus, since what's the up off, with? Since the off season. Since the off season, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all the way, uh, same. Thank you guys for joining today. Uh, we're gonna look at, of course, obviously. I have a Lakers fan. I have a Warriors fan. So we'll start with that. Uh, the Lakers knock out the Golden State Warriors, the defending champs, forty-two game. I mean, in six uh, game six, happened that. Crypto Arena, and you know it was a blowout. So let me start with Jeff. Uh, since the defending champs are no longer in the in the NBA playoffs, how do you feel, Jeff? How does it feel to see a team knocked out of the playoffs for the first time in a while? Yeah, it's it's new, it's different. Um, it's something us Golden State fans are not used to. So I mean, but then if you're a big basketball fan, you should you should be able to know that things like this happen. But then because we are spoiled. <laughs> we we don't know how it feels to get knocked out the, the second round, but it is what it is. I mean, it's I feel like it's uh even though it hurt, even though it was it wasn't you know up to. I feel like we with the season we had in the regular season, it's not a surprise that we got knocked out in the second round. But then also because of the experience we have and because we're defending champs, people expected us to like you know go further. But then it's, it is what it is. I feel like it gives us more time to make decisions on contracts and you know. And you know, players who want to bring in players who want to let go. So you know, it happened. We just, you know, just like someone said, it's 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 not it's not failure. It's a step, it's a step in in the right direction. So we go again next year. So so you won't call the season a failure? No, it's not a failure. Please, there's nothing. There's nothing like failure. At this point, we all go off. I literally caught you on the timeline saying it is a failure, no matter what. <laughs> you have to change your mouth now on the pod. Hey, 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 hey! Our brother, our Nigerian brother. <laughs> we can't win this. Okay. Yeah, we can only live. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yo, Marcus, how does it feel to knock out the defending champs? And you know, after the bubble, you guys have had some quite some struggles. I mean, twenty twenty one, AD got you know 
injured out and then you lost the Phoenix Suns. But this time around, you're in the conference finals for the first time since 2020s. And you knocked out the defending champs. There was a lot of, you know, flop calls, free throw merchants, you know, allegations and all that. But I mean, hey, the game has to go the way it has to go. So how does it feel to be in the conference finals? Bro, it's, it's as first of all, credit to Rob Pelinka. Everyone knows that I'm, I've been criticizing him since the rush trade. And he's, he's, turned, he's turned our season around and beating the Warriors in six games is, is, is quite impressive. And and to do what to do it in a blowout fashion in that game six makes it more sweet. But uh, it all comes down to Anthony Davis. Even with that 2021 season when we lost in six to Phoenix, I I felt when he if he was healthy, we could have won that series. So it all came down to AD, and the Warriors felt his presence throughout the series. I can it's only one game that I felt he was just off he had an off game, but. In the other five games, he showed up and we beat the defending champions in six games. That that's that's quite impressive. As we say, soft soft work, soft work in early. Okay, okay. So you um do you now you're going to face, I mean, we're not shifting the conversation to the other side, but we how confident were you coming into this series against the Goblins? I mean, you knocked out uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Which uh, we still don't see them as a threat. Jai is saying he's finding the West, but I mean, who knows? All the same, I mean, you're, you're up against the Golden State Warriors. They took Sacramento, the, who had one of the incredibly the best offense in the game. They took them to game seven, knocked them out. Now you have to face the Golden State Warriors with home. They have the home court advantage. How confident were you going into game one? And how did you feel after game one victory? Ah, uh, I. Uh, Coming into that series, when when the Warriors were were having that game seven against Kings, I felt very confident because I knew like the tight legs coming to that game one. So I remember telling um, Jeff on spaces that if we take game one, a Golden State, a Golden State, sorry, the maximum they can take the Lakers is six games because looking at the roster, looking at everything, looking at the roster, like there's more depth. Lakers have more depth than Golden State. And so I felt very confident that if, if we could take that game one at Golden State, yeah, the maximum they'll take the Lakers is six games, comparing the roster to. So after after game one, when we when we stole game one, I can literally say yeah, we stole game one because they were right there. It was right there for the taking for the for the Warriors. But when we stole game one, I I knew bro, we had we had we had a, we had a huge advantage. Mm, I see. Jeff, you on the other hand, um, game one was down to the wire. There was a long distance miss from Jordan Poole, which could have, I'm thinking, tied the game and take it to overtime, and which means that you could have had a possibility of you know securing game one, and you know having still having the home court advantage. But it ended poorly. Uh, Lakers took you you guys out in six. Like Marco said, it came down to squad depth. Do you feel the Warriors don't have enough depth? To be depth, sorry, uh, going into that series. Um, I mean, I, I I wouldn't technically say so because I mean the starters did not even have good series. Like apart from the games we won, the games we lost, we lost horribly just because our starters did not come through. Like Clay Thompson averaged what twelve. Even if <laughs> probably less a game in the series. I mean, he's a starter. He should be averaging at least 20, 18 to 20. Yes. 
he should be. Um, Wiggins, Wiggins was was all right. I mean, I feel like he could he could have been better on the road. On the road, he did not play well. So, um, I mean, he was okay. I wouldn't say he did not play well, but he was he could have been better. Uh, Draymond had that one good game. I mean, defensively he was solid, but then you know, he got in foul trouble in multiple games, which affected us, affected him. Um, you know, Steph had terrible shooting nights. Um, even though he scored majority of, of our points, he scored them like it was very inefficient. So then, three for what? Three for fourteen, three for eleven, three for ten. Like it's it's that won't cut it. Um, so it was just all around uh, bad scoring or shooting series for us. Uh, honestly, I felt like if everybody was shooting well and playing to their levels, it would it wouldn't even be a close series because of how I expect us to play. But then you know, um, it is what it is. We. We still were able to battle as much as we can. Just like Steve Kerr said, it's not a championship side. That's why we did not win the championship. It is what it is. Um, off the bench, we didn't have enough scoring. Jordan Poole could not score. Um, his normal was like what seventeen a game or whatever he had to. So uh, we go again. We we look we look at changing stuff in the off season. We have a bunch of um, contracts we need to take care of. So let's see what happens in the off season. But you know it happened, and we just move on. Coming into the the playoffs, the young guys, the young core, that's Kuminga, Moody, and I mean, obviously, Jordan Poole has, you know, found his feet in the team, but Kuminga and Moody were expected to, you know, have some good minutes coming into the playoffs. In the Sacramento series, they didn't play much. Coming into the Lakers, you're thinking um, you're going to need the size of Kuminga to be able to, you know, rotate a little bit for the, you know, non-step minutes or maybe Draymond minutes. But he was a non-factor. He only played garbage minutes. And, you know, there was a lot of concerns about he's frustrated. He doesn't want to be part of the team no more. He probably be, will be on, probably will be on another team next season. What What do you think was the adjustment Steve Kerr was trying to make with a young core and not giving them enough minutes to play during this playoffs? Honestly, I feel like we'll never know. I feel like, uh. I feel like we as fans, I don't, Maybe they might tell us later, but then right now I feel like if you could if if you could ask anybody who you wouldn't know the reason why Kuminga got limited minutes in these playoffs. Um because going into the season, I think he was told he would be relied upon in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I get his disappointment because of how things things played out. But then also I feel like when he did not play, his body language was awful. He did not look like he wanted to be there. He did not look like he wanted to support whoever was 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 chosen to play. So I think that also played a part. Um if Steve cannot give him, you know, the minutes he thought he was he was supposed to get because of how he reacted to not being played. Um but I mean I feel like if he was promised to to to, to get playing time in the playoffs, I don't know why he didn't I, I, I just like I said, I don't know what's what the conversation was between him and him and you know the coaches and him and you know whoever it was he was supposed to talk to. But were, were, were you disappointed he didn't play? A little bit because I feel like if he at least if he if he plays for like maybe if he plays ten minutes and he plays terribly, then we know there's a reason to not play him. You get what I mean? But then he played uh-huh. I think three minutes in the King series. He had a couple of bad possessions um, against him, but then he did not play anything anymore. Even in the Lakers series, which would have favored. Him because he has the size, he's athletic, and you know he can he can drive into the paint and stuff like that. At least try him, try to play him a couple minutes here and there, five minutes burst, ten minute burst to see how he can match up against whoever it is. And then if he's not playing well, you can always take him out. You can always like then we have a reason we can say, oh, Kuminga was brought in ten minutes, he did nothing in ten minutes, so then he can't play. But then 
yeah, Loki disappointed he didn't get any time. But then, you know, at the end of the day, you have to trust the coach. You have to trust whoever is there, whoever is being put on the court. So I always use Moody as an example. As I don't think Moody was even part of the rotation going into the playoffs. But then whenever he was on the court, he tried as much as possible to do what he can, you know, to get his time on the court. So his body language was was amazing. He supported his team. Whatever he's like, when he comes and he puts in his best, he's, he's diving for balls. He's knocking down shots. So then, you know, but yeah, I mean, we'll never know. I, I, I'm just, I'm just bummed he didn't get enough time. But you know, sucks. It sucks. Um, Marcus, what about you? Um, you know, your your bench units actually did a lot of you know impressive stuff. Started with Lonnie Walker in that game four, uh, which he now has a signed jersey from Steph Curry, saying he will never forgive him for that. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was also you know a great factor defensively on Steph. Vanderbilt also did an amazing job on Steph Curry uh, chasing him around because we all know how Steph plays. You have to be, you know, everywhere, anywhere with him. He's like, you know, nonstop, you know, running around. But your defense was actually great against the Golden State Warriors and especially Anthony Davis inside the, inside the paint. He was a dominant force and also a very huge factor. Uh, would you say, would you say, who would you say was the best player in the, in the Laker Warriors series for the Lakers, Marcus? Oh, it's obvious. It's Anthony Davis because he okay. sets the tone. He sets the tone defensively. So the, the moment he's he's logged in and he's ready to play, the team gets going. Because even even with game in the game six, he had he had um seventeen just seventeen points, but you could see his 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 presence was felt in in, in defense with rebounds and block shots. So with with Anthony Davis. As, as I always say, going for like he he is now the main man of the team. He sets the tone for the team. So when, when Anthony Davis gets going, whether offense or defense, it makes it makes a whole lot of job easier for for the other the, the, um, the role players. Mm, so so would you say this is an Anthony Davis led Lakers? Oh yes, definitely. But uh, oh. Brown is Brown. Brown is Brown. LeBron will do what he has to do, but he's not that guy. You can't rely on him that much. Sometimes he can play defense, though. But Anthony Davis says the tone, like both sides of the court, especially with defense. And we, we could see in the Warriors series, they were not having it easy when when Anthony Davis was on the was was on the court. Mm. They mostly made their rounds with um, Davis off the court, so you could see you could see it was obvious. I test that everything shows Anthony Davis was just the the, the main guy, the difference on the court. Mm. Were you impressed with some of the, the the plays that were called by your coach Dalvin Ham? Uh, were you, were you impressed with how he was able to you know handle everything with regards Bro, to you know the Golden State? I'm one of Dalvin Ham's biggest critics on on on, on social media on Twitter. Let me put it like, but with this series, I felt he really showed that like he's he's a good coach. Even though coaches make mistakes, but uh, uh, he learned. He learned his mistakes in the in the in the Grizzly series, in the Memphis series. Because me starting Schroeder in game six was was a huge call. You know, and it, it literally changed it literally changed the, the outcome of that game. Because if you if you look at Schroeder on, on Kerry on that game six, he was he was extraordinary, like chasing him, going under screens and everything. And had um tried playing Vanderbilt, looking at the stats, Vanderbilt just played four minutes. Vanderbilt played just four minutes. And 
we only worker had 40 minutes so you could see the adjustments he made in, in getting the win like in winning the series and I, I i have to credit him for that he has grown into getting the best out of his players so mm. cre- credit to davin ham what he, what he has done with this Laker team mm. between reeves Lonnie walker and hachimura who would you say was one of the most influential players on the court oh it's definitely reeves it's definitely mm. reeves because he 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 can he can handle he has a good handle not a great handle but a good handle lebron trusts him he's a he's, he's a good three-point shooter i think he shot 40 percent in this series from three so he's a good he's a good shooter he can he can get to the basket can draw fouls which i know you guys don't like but he has he has <laughs> and he can play he he can play good defense as well so there's a lot to his game so austin reeves austin reeves like he he's he's the guy to me i feel he's like that even though we have russell is there but russell gave us a cool 19 in that game six but reeves reeves gave us 23 5 and 6 and that was huge mm. that was very huge this this i'll go to jeff but i'll start with you the whole flopping conversation you know it, it became extreme from the worst and lakers series and there were a couple of videos where you could see players trying to sell contact with the bare minimum of contact um what are your thoughts on flopping do you you know feel like players are able to you know need to do this because sometimes the officials give some very horrible calls or you know it's something that the league needs to find a player if it's you know called for flopping bro it all comes down to officials when we start the game and there's a bank bank calls that they don't call obviously players are going to sell calls and I always say this: the game is the game, bro. You you, you can't <laughs> in the heat of the moment, bro. Everyone wants to win, so the the least opportunity you give someone, he will try and sell contact to get a call. So even though yes, in my in my opinion, when it's against me, I hate it. But when it goes in my favor, I'm cool with it, bro. The game is the game. Mm, I see, <laughs> Jeff. Um. <laughs> Yeah, saying the game is the game, so you know, flopping <laughs> is part of the game. Two things can be right. So, yes, I I believe that. I mean, they were, they were, you know, doing the most when it came to getting fouled. Uh, I feel like we 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 the Warriors were actually a bad fouling team, so we fouled a lot. Yes, that's one. But two, yes, there were a couple of calls where like you know they 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 sold contact, which went the other way. But then you can't blame the player for selling contact. If the officials are not doing their jobs, you get it. So mm-hmm. if an official is not calling and then the player has to sell the foul to be able to get the call, then what are you doing as an official? What is the NBA doing to, you know, to make sure that they are not calling those fouls? You can't blame a player is gonna flop either way, you get it. What he's doing is not right. But then that's why they are referees to make sure that, you know, what he's doing should be should not be to to should not be condoned. So I'm not gonna blame the lakers for doing that they got away they're gonna get away with it if you're gonna get away with something you of course you do it do you get what i mean so if it's gonna help you win why not so the referees have to do their jobs by calling them by not calling the fouls or by making sure that it doesn't happen next time so you know it, it is just like you said the game is a game they have to sell yeah they have to sell it together because they did that um you know it happens throughout the season we are we're a very bad fouling team we did not shoot a lot of free throws so then everything that happened in the season is what you saw in that in, in that series so 
you know, it is what it is. I'm not gonna make any excuses. We 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 did not we didn't we did not play to the level we're supposed to play at. If we did, we would have won the series. That's all it is. All right. Um, what about the off wh- wh- season? I mean, the whole the whole season is over. Whereas needs to make some changes. Uh, from the bench, uh, there's been a lot of talks about Jordan Bruce, you know, horrible per- playoff performance. Um, and some fans are calling for him to get traded, saying that he's not serious. Um, who are some of the players you're expecting to, you know, still be wearing the Warriors jersey? Because Bob Myers has, you know, his contract is over. Who God knows if he's going to extend it or not. But yeah. if he does, and who are some of the players you're expecting to stay with the Warriors? And who are some of the players you expect um, not to see? Um, I really think, I mean, definitely, I think Steph Draymond Clay are coming back. Um, because I don't think they want to split up like this, especially like in a losing, with them losing a second round or with them losing. I feel like they will try to give it a shot another shot because they're still playing at, at a very high level. So I don't think they will just want to split up right now. Um, So I think probably one more year with them um, or maybe two or whatever it is. But then those three are coming back. Um, I think Looney obviously just has a contract with us. He's going to come back. Um, uh. Everyone else, okay, GP2, I think GP2 too comes back because he missed a ton of this season. So, you know, him coming back will be great for us. Andrew Wiggins comes back. He's one of our best defenders, one of our best two-way players. He comes back, mm-hmm. so six guys. Everyone else uh, is is likely to, is a 50-50 for everyone else, you know, because then you have Jordan Poole who has, a, who has, a, who has his contract, which... Um, I feel like if the Warriors want to make any solid improvements, he's the only one who has something we could move to get something back or something like, you know, of, of substance back. Um, Jonathan Kuminga is another one who could get moved. He did not play in the playoffs, so what is he doing with us? You need people in the roster who would, who are going to compete and play. You know, if you want to just fill up roster spots, you can fill up the 14, the 15 spot with people who are not going to play, you know. Um, and then DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo could possibly come back, but then I feel like if he opts out, I feel like definitely the season he had was not terrible. He would get an offer somewhere for, like, you know, a little bit more money, but not crazy money because he, he's not a bad player. He's not a terrible player. He can he does a yeah. job, and he would do a job on, 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 on another team that would need him. So if that's going to happen for him, good, good luck to him. Was his moody... Moses Moody, I feel like he also has another level to reach, but then I feel like he could also get moved. They probably could package them Moody, Kuminga, Poo for someone. Um, who knows? Lamb is I think Lamb is not coming back. Lamb is not coming back. He should not he he should <laughs> after that game, he should just pack his things and go home. Anthony Lamb. He's not coming back. The Michael Green the Michael Green, I don't think is coming back because it was a one year dude, and then I feel like we could get someone else who, you know, could could shoot a stretch big, um, who could space the floor for us, um, and then the rookies are there. The rookies are going to be there, so that's it. But uh, that's it is what it is. Iguodala, I don't think is coming back in LA. I think he retired or something. But uh, yeah, I think there's going to be at least five new faces if they move the the guys we have on the roster. Mm, okay, well, guys, uh, Warriors fans, there you have it. Hopefully, there'll be new names, new faces on the team. But 
let's move away from the defending champions who will now become former champions by the end of the season to Lakers, who are still in competition to win. Now, Marcus, you guys are facing two-time MVP Nikola Jokic, who I personally think he deserved it this year. But, you know, kudos to whoever won. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but you are facing a new Denver team. Uh, this is probably different from what you face in the bubble. Uh, they are playing extremely well. What's the number one seed? Uh, they've kicked out <clears throat> the likes of the Phoenix Suns, who was more you know, a tough team to beat. And um, now you guys face them. Who do you think is is going to be the defining factor for you guys to be able to, you know, crack down the the the, the code of the Denver Nuggets? Is it still going to be AD, or is it going to be LeBron, or is it going to be someone from the the bench this time for you? I I think this series will come down to looking at the thoroughly. It will come down to LeBron and the bench, because I feel LeBron LeBron has to score more points. I think because the offensive power of the Nuggets is is too much for him to be scoring just averaging like 22, 23 points per game in this series. He needs to be in the high 20s, like 27, 28, to match up. And I, one, one Hachimura, Hachimura is doing the scoring, even though we've not seen that much of Lonnie Walker in, 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 in a series. I feel Hachimura and Lonnie Walker need to score more to match what they will produce of the bench because Denver Denver is deep, like Denver is that deep. So it will be a great series. And I feel whoever takes I feel whoever takes an away game in this series is likely to win. So it will come down to who takes because if I'm not I'm not counting even though yes Denver Denver has more firepower than the Lakers. I'm still not counting old man Brown out. I know he will find ways and means to figure them out. So I feel whoever takes an away game in this series, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll are get you, to the company. Guys, guys can still you know game one just like they did against the Golden State Warriors. No, 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 not game one because I, I think they've had enough rest. I, I think game two, game one will be a fill out game for the boys. See what matchups the which matchups that can favor them. But I, I look forward to the Lakers taking game two. I, I don't see the Lakers taking game one. Game one will be a failure game for them, which I think after when we lose game one, there will be chaos on social media. You know? But I, I, I feel in a way we, we can still game two. Then that's where the series is. It's game one in the series. You see. Mm. And, 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 AD, I... and AD, AD on Jokic. That could be an interesting matchup because that is actually one of the matchups that I've I've you know really looking forward to in the heat of the moment like the playoffs because sometimes regular season doesn't really show intensity or how good these players are but in the playoffs it's all on board you have one leg in at the, at the finals one leg out you just have to drag the other leg along and make it to the finals now um, what could be the defining moment for the Lakers against the Denver Nuggets because Denver's you know, a whole different ball game from the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors, you have to make certain adjustments. What are some of the adjustments you're expecting uh, your coach Darvin Ham to make against uh, the Denver Nuggets, who have great size, by the way? Uh, initially, I was thinking like a too big lineup, but looking at if Mobamba is not healthy, I, I, I still think he'll go with them more. I, I see Ru Hachimura starting in this series in place of maybe in place of Ruda or Dilo. Because um, he needs more size. But Denver, Denver starting five, like they have size. 
So if he's not going to go on it, he's going. He's not going to go with a too big lineup. I think he's going. He's going with more a more athletic lineup with Hachimura in the lineup replacing maybe Vanderbilt or Dilo. Mm, so we'll it's it's interesting what we we'll see. It's interesting what we we'll see. Do you have, do you have come, predictions? Yeah, I have predictions. Lakers in six. Six or seven. If he goes to seven games, if he goes to seven games, I'm I'm seeing a, a forty-five triple double game from LeBron James to take, to carry us through the Western Conference. English, English. <laughs> um, guys, sorry about that. Hey, yo, Jeff, uh, the Lakers and Denver series. I mean, I mean, I know you're out, but you still have to, you know, give us some, you know, two cents on this. But Nikola Jokic against um, AD, that's an interesting matchup. Uh, who are you, who do you have here? Lakers and Nuggets. Who are you rooting for? Um, I have Denver. I have Denver to make the. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I know I have Denver to make the finals. Honestly, I feel like they they deserve it. They've been consistent all year. Um, they had a terrific um regular season. They're having a wonderful postseason. Um, I I just feel like they have too much for the Lakers. I feel like they they have a um a better roster in terms of depth. I feel like they um. And also, like, they haven't lost any games at home. So, I mean, Lakers haven't lost any games at home, too. But then Denver has home court right now. So then if both of them win all their games at home, <laughs> Denver goes to the finals. So, so you know, it comes to it comes down to Lakers having to... Lakers have to come and win a game in Denver, which is going to be crazy difficult because Denver barely loses at home. They don't lose at home. And when it comes to, like, where they are, the altitude and and, you know, how things are in Denver, it's going to be hard for them to just strolling and win a game. But um, I'm tipping Denver to win the first two. Lakers to go back win the second two. Denver wins at home, and I feel like Denver's going to win um, the last one. So I'm, tip- I'm tipping Denver in six um, in total. Uh, <laughs> we have some wild predictions. Who do you think? Who do you think will be the Western Conference uh, Finals MVP? Jokic, Jokic by a mile. Um, the guy. Ow. He's he's unplayable. Like he's the only consistent guy on both teams right now. If you want like consistency, you know someone who's gonna give you at least, you know, a triple double or like a 30, 15, 15. So like he, he can give you like crazy stats. <laughs> so I I don't know. I mean LeBron is LeBron, yeah. We know what LeBron can do, but then like, I don't think he can just like I, I don't think he can do as much as he used to do a couple years ago, you know. I feel like LeBron can give you his 25 28 maximum maybe 30 when he's having a very good night but then aside that lady is a guy like marcus said who has to do more ad has to score 30 has to have like 15 17 rebounds at least for the lakers to win so ad is a guy everybody's looking at you know because without him the lakers do not win any of these games or that's not in the series but if the lakers win too i, I wouldn't be crazy surprised um because it's the lakers they have lebron they have ad but I just think Denver have have been the most consistent team in the West. They've been the what they've just had. They just for for the Lakers. That's what I think. And and, and one of the reasons why I have the Lakers too in this series is they have two of the best three players on the court. Okay. And every given night, on any given night, they they, they can give you a combined of 60, 60 points. And that would be enough to win a game. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. I feel like I feel like I feel like it comes down to 
to Denver just choking it at home. Like if their role players don't come to play at home, that's what's gonna like Jamal Murray needs to step up step up hard. Like Michael Porter Jr. needs to be Michael Porter Jr. at home. He needs to, to score his points. If he does not do that, LeBron and AD would score their points and Lakers would win. So I mean it comes down to role players being role players at home and then um that's that's what that's what's gonna, you know, separate um the winner from the loser, I think. Mm. Well, if you're listening to this, you probably might have heard this after the game or before the game, but this was recorded before the game. So if you heard any predictions or well, lady, you can hit them up for, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, uh, Jeff has uh, the Denver going through and Jokic, you know, finals MVP. I know Marcus is going to pick AD for my finals MVP. Marcus, I'm correct, right? Oh, yes, obviously. Absolutely. So, <laughs> we'll move away from the Lakers Denver series because we're gonna start tomorrow, literally tomorrow. Uh we're hoping for the best. We're gonna come back with more on that series because I know for a fact there's gonna be a lot of talk, there's gonna be a lot of you know yabbing and all that stuff, especially coming from you know a place where both fans desperately need to see their team win. One has a two-time MVP, one has a man that's you know been in the finals several times, and uh, you know, his red right hand man also has a championship which a lot of people still don't believe is a real championship but hey it was won and the nba awarded them now let's let's wrap things up um and you guys know what uh, definitely it is uh he's back in the news again um jam moran and the gun incident uh this time around it was an instagram live video with a friend and the friend you know kudos to the friend he quickly tried to you know hide the whole situation but the damage had already been done and that's one of the things about you know the, the game that it's sad to see him go out like that i mean he's not down the league but no because because you know the first situation happens and then you're, you're expecting him to know better you're expecting him to do better he's 23 i mean a lot of people make excuse that he's 23 he's too young but for me he's still an adult but anyways um Jeff, what do you make of the situation? What do you think the Memphis Business as an organization they're going to do? I do not know. Um, but let's just say if you were part of the organization, right, of Memphis Business front office, you have the second situation with your star player. What do you do? Um, um, I mean, a, a couple a couple episodes ago, I spoke about the Jamal incident at length and what he's yeah. what he's putting up. What he's he's what he's risking by doing all these things, um, I I don't know if Memphis Grizzlies are going to do anything about it. Maybe the NBA might take action, but I don't know what the Memphis Grizzlies are going to do about it. Like, um, you know, they every the NBA and the Memphis try to try to save face by saying he went into quote unquote counseling. Well, I don't know if you go to counseling, you're supposed to see a certain kind of change. There's you can see there's not a lot of change, but uh, I, I just think he's gonna get suspended for like a good number of games because the NBA one is gonna try to you make a point, you know, make a point that you know, like you know, you can't be doing this, you know, you can't be pointing guns on the like just like I, I don't know who said this, but then if you have your own gun, you have a right to own your gun, right? That's your property privately. But the fact that you have to video every time and try to like have a gun and you like showing like, like it's it's weird to me it's weird behavior to me and it's like you're willing to risk everything you know by doing that which is like 
do it. But then, you know, I don't know what they're going to do about that. The NBA might take action. And let's see in the coming weeks and what's going to happen. But yeah, Marcus, what do you think about the Damaran incident? What do you think is going to happen? Bro, all I have to say is, all I have to say is, if, if I were in the Memphis front office or an executive in the NBA, he needs to be suspended a year without pay. Simple. Just be harsh on the guy. Because this is the third time. Yeah. This, I feel this, like is, this is the third time. As a franchise player, who's more like a face a face of the league and upcoming face of the league. You you, you can't you can't tarnish the league's image, you know, because the league also has sponsorships that look into these things. So you're putting the league at risk. So you need to be suspended a year without pay. So that's where you come to realization that when you're not getting the fans to be doing these things, oh yeah, you need to now be humble and work towards these fans. Yeah. I think, I, I, I think agree I think that he needs to be like, there needs to be like punishment. Yeah. There, needs, there has to be like a, some sort of punishment where like he's being punished for, for what he for, for what he's doing. He, they don't need to take it very lightly. He needs to he needs to show remorse. There was that 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 quote that, that interview he had with Jalen Rose that I never believed. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, um it it showed a lot, but um yeah, Marcus is saying he needs to be suspended which for a year without pay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like That's I get what he's trying. You need to punish him to the extent that he doesn't do it again. Yeah, yeah. And I then you let him, happens again, you're out of the league. Like you let him know that if he doesn't I mean, do we do we wait do we wait for the third time to for you to say, you know what, it's it's this now is the third time. Like, this is the this is the third time. This I don't think that, you know. So the, the athletic reported that uh, some incidents happened, and then he came on, you know, on the internet to say it's all cap and it never happened. Blah 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 blah. With the situation with the Indiana Pacers uh, staff yeah. after a game or something like, and I then mean, the board, the, the, like, there have been reports where, like, even at his home, he tried to pull a gun on a kid, some kid he was playing basketball with, and then another report saying he there were lasers on the Indiana Pacers bus, another report with him in the club with a gun and now like what is what is all this like what are you looking for you know i feel like he needs so i think i think i think he needs to lose some sponsorships lose (laughs) a huge amount of cash from the league that's where you come to realization that now he needs to step up yeah i feel like punishment needs to be merited for him to feel it and then you know tell him that hey if it happens again you're out of the league you're gone we can't we can't keep doing this. We can't condone this because you're someone they're role model to a bunch of people, kids. If they see you doing this, what happens? You're tarnishing the image of the league and your own image, personal image. So um it is what it is. Whatever punishment the NBA deems fit, I support. Um and then hopefully he changes. Well, uh that has been it. Another episode of the Women NBA podcast with myself and my brother, my brothers Jamie and Marcus. Marcus, Jamie. good luck uh, for the I- rest of Oh shit, bro! I said Jamie, right? Man, your injury report, man. That's what happens when you don't play regularly, man. You get, <laughs> you get out of the team. <laughs> My brother Jeff, bro. Uh, yo, it's gonna be a long season for him, and I have to watch Lakers and Celtics battle it out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watch them. I'm, I'm, I'm but all the be... same, uh, Marcus, good luck. Yeah, Marcus is laughing. Well, Marcus, good luck for the rest of the series. See you guys after yeah, Banana. And uh, Jeff, uh, it's going to be.
on this note, we end this episode of the Women NBA podcast. We'll be back with more episodes. Uh, stick, and, stick and stay, guys. Stick and stay, guys.